To you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome. I'm Glynis Crook. I read somewhere recently that BirdLife South Africa has named the Cape Parrot as its Bird of the Year for 2023. And I must say I was surprised as parrots aren't really the kind of birds that I imagine as being endemic to South Africa. So to find out more, I'm joined now by Cassie Carstens, who's Bird Conservation Officer for BirdLife Africa and who also has an in-depth knowledge of the Cape Parrot. Cassie, thanks for joining me on the program. It's called a Cape Parrot, but it's not actually a Cape Tonian, so to speak, is it? Where does it live? Good morning, Dennis, and yes, thank you very much for the opportunity. Remember, back in the day, the Eastern Cape, the Western Cape, and the Northern Cape province was known as the Cape province. And that's where the bird was first identified and then named for the greater geographical region. But if you want to go find a Cape parrot today in South Africa, there are three provinces that you need to go and visit. First, Eastern Cape. There's a big population in the Anatola Mountains and scattered throughout the northern parts of the province right up to the KZN border. Kwazulu Natal, second option, from Kokstad all the way up to Karkluf. There's a whole range of small scattered forests along the Midlands area that you can go and find them. And then there's a far relic, geographically isolated population in the Limpopo province, in the Mahubas Kluwet, just outside of Tamim. So that's where the name originated, the, the Eastern Cape Mall. That's where they're from, mainly. So I believe it's the only parrot that's endemic to South Africa. Is it the typical sort of image that one thinks of for a parrot, sort of bright, multicolored, big-beaked? Yes, your classic parrot with a big beak that is designed to crack big seeds and eat fruit. And it's slightly less flamboyant than some of the other parrots that you'll find across the globe. This one has got an olive down head, a very, very bright green body and back. And then the wings and the upper back is a dark brown, almost brown black color. The bull is ivory colored. And the males and females and their adults have got some orange on the wings and orange on the ankles. Cassie, that's the the sound of the the Cape Parrot. You were telling me um, when we spoke earlier that they actually even have a dialect between them. Yes, that was one of the studies that I was involved in over the past decade, where we looked at the calls, their vocalizations throughout their range. So we traveled to each of the provinces, recorded them, and then we compared. And we found that, yes, they do speak a slightly different language in each one of the provinces. Um, the study is still ongoing, so we still need to publish it. We hope to do that very soon. But if you travel to the Eastern Cape, that's how they will sound. So that recording <laughs> was from the Eastern Cape province. And because in the tell, they'll sound slightly different. And then, of course, being so far isolated in the Limpopo province, they all sound completely different. There are some, let's call it words or phrases, if we now want to make it very simple, that are shared between the various populations in the provinces, you know, alarm calls or contact calls or a begging call from a juvenile bird to an adult parent. But the rest, their main discussions, if you want to call it that, 
are very, very diverse across their range. <laughs> These birds are also unique to South Africa, but they're also endangered. I think you mentioned that there are only about one and a half thousand left out in the wild. What are the threats to their population? There's a few things, and unfortunately, we are the main culprit. Habitat loss and historical logging of large yellowwood trees in the various forests across South Africa has led to reduced amount of nesting sites and then a lack of food resources during drought years. So the parrot numbers have decreased considerably from what we believe it to be in the past. Another issue is, of course, disease that's linked to that lack of fruit and food. If they don't feed well, then there's a virus called the cytosine beak and feather disease virus that attack the feather follicles and the beak starts cracking. And unfortunately, there's no form of recovery that we know of. And then lastly, although it's on a lesser scale uh, these days, the illegal pet trade and illegal capture of parrots in the wild, poaching of them is still an issue in some parts of the country. But there is a project to help restore them. Yes. It's part of the Wild Bird Trust. It's a big conservation body that's active throughout Southern Africa. And their project, the Cape Parrot Project, is based in the small mountain town of Hobsback in the Eastern Cape. And this project has been working over the past 10 years to rehabilitate some of the forest environments, some acts of reforestation on forest edges, removing uh, exotic trees and then planting indigenous, and then, of course, doing intensive research with a wide range of stakeholders across the country to study and then conserve these birds and their habitat. So if people are interested to go have a look at at what this project is up to, uh, just do a quick search on the internet for the Wild Bird Trust, and within that you'll find a link to the Cape Parrot Project, And it's a wonderful, wonderful story to go and and look at. So you can find out more about the Cape Parrot and the project to save it on birdlifesouthafrica.org.za. Thanks to Cassie Carstens of BirdLife South Africa. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.